Welcome back to episode number five of We Watch, We Collect. Chris Castagnon here along with my co-host, Chris Rivera. How you doing? Hello, hello. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, We've got tons of news that we're going to go over. Uh, We'll go over pretty much all the rest of the signings that happened. One in particular that I'm favorite for, but we'll get into it for a particular... I want to tell you a story in a little bit, dude, but we'll, we'll get into that story a little later on. Sounds good. But it's, it's a nice story, though. It's a really good story. It's got, I think, like 10 pages. Yeah. And it's it's got like a red, red cover. Yeah, it's got like a pictures of like socks in the front, but it's a red cover book. It's a it's a nice book. It's got 10 pages. It's a really good story, though. Red. Really, really good story. I we'll, love red. We'll, we'll get into that story in a little bit, but um, uh, we'll go over all the rest of the signings. We have, I don't know how many we have to go over, but we're gonna Number. go over pretty much all the deals, all the money deals that happen. Uh, I do want to talk about one deal that didn't happen, that supposedly will happen before the start of the season. But All right. we'll see if it does. I do have one. And it so happens that he is a Yankee, which is weird. But okay. I we'll, we'll get into it. I have a whole thing about it, but we'll get into it. I know you got some guys that you're going to go after, too. A few. You're going to talk about, too. But uh, how's your day been? It's been uh, pretty nice. Nice, rainy, refreshing day here. Now, rain. It rained earlier today. Yes, it did. So, but, um, did a few errands, but, uh, watching some pr- spring training at the moment. Yeah. Rhett, yeah. Rhett, uh, never mind. Yeah. My nationals are losing like 26 to four right now. So don't, <laughs> so don't feel it's too not bad. 26, like 19 to four. No, it's 26. I just saw oh, it's it. It's 26 now. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. So yeah. Spring training is. Doesn't count. Full steam ahead. My so. game counts. Cause we're ahead. Your game doesn't count. It's all good, but yeah, we are getting closer to opening day, my friend. Yeah, eight days, eight days away. I'm excited. I'm, I'm ready, man. I'm excited. This season's gonna be good. I know it. So it's gonna be crazy. About two weeks worth of news here, so let's get into it. So who do you want to get into first? Um, if you will allow me, I would like to cover the Nick Castellanos deal. All for my Phillies. Your Phillies. My Phillies. All of a sudden, fam. The outfield, though. I don't uh, care much for the infield. I would like to talk about his deal because not only was it a good money deal, but it was an interesting deal because of his um, options. He chose Philadelphia, and I would like to speculate on that. Well, he was one of the guys that Bryce Harper wanted, along with Chris Bryant. Really? He got one, and... Carl Schwarber. So he got two out of the three guys that he wanted. Interesting. The only one that didn't end up going was uh, uh, Chris Bryant. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. So Bryce Harper wanted three of those guys, but he did get two. Okay. To summarize, uh, Nick Castellanos signed with the Philadelphia Phillies on a five-year, $100 million deal. And he will be playing mostly left field. And he will also be DHing, I hear. So, I think he'll be uh, alternating with Kyle Schwarber in those roles. I think all those guys are going to be alternating between DH to give him a day off, or not necessarily a day off, but time off the field. Like I know that for a fact. 
definitely. So um, well, I think he'll definitely play a lot more left field than than Schwarber. But uh, yeah, yeah, well, five years, a hundred million. What do you think? Of wait, that? wait, wait, wait. If he's left field, who's center? Mm. Can't be Schwarber. There's no way Schwarber can play center. No, isn't it a uh, Dubal Herrera? Would he play center? I believe so. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was always thinking, I was like, there's no, I think Schorber can, and Castellanos will probably alternate for left field. Yeah. But okay. But what do you think of that deal? Five years, a hundred million for Castellanos. I like it. I mean, it's, it's a good fit for him. I like that team. That outfield is going to hit and DH position going to hit tons of home runs for him. I know that for sure. Uh, since they are my national team this year, I hope they make a, at least a playoff appearance. Your Philadelphia my Phillies. My Philadelphia Phillies. Philly, baby. But, uh, yes, um, interesting deal. But uh, Castellanos played really good for the Cubs last year in the limited time he was there. So I think to parlay into your choosing of them as your national team <laughs> it will this signing will help the Phillies obviously but for the Phillies to truly compete then not only the National League East but the National League Chris they need to clean up their defensive errors they had so many unforced errors last year that we just saw an example of it just maybe 10 minutes ago hey, here. We're, not, we're not talking about spring training <laughs> Spring training doesn't count. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's a, just a long practice. It if doesn't you, count for If anything. you only saw his reactions for the Red Sox preseason game just a little while ago. Well, that counts, but we're still ahead. No, but in all honesty, the Philadelphia Phillies need to correct their defensive errors that they had last yeah. year. They had a lot. And Castellanos will help, but they're going to need to, as a complete turnaround to compete, to clean that up. So, interesting choice by Castellanos, but uh, Phillies will be formidable. I will, I, I'm, I'm hoping so. I'm, I'm pulling for him. I, I really am. Another guy that I actually wanted to talk about, and I know, I know you have him on your, on your list, mm-hmm. but he went to Atlanta. Out of all the teams, I was hoping that he would go to the Red Sox. Which I think nice he's fit. a good closer, in my opinion. I don't care what any Dodger fans had said about him, but I thought he was a great closer, was Kenley Jensen. He went to Atlanta for one year, $16 million. Yeah, so more or less kind of a one-for-one trade in terms of signings. Yeah. Freddie Freeman for Kenley Jensen. But, um, yeah, very interesting uh, deal by Atlanta, um, I think it's a very good pickup in it. I think it's going to add a lot of balance to an already strong Atlanta bullpen that really helped them in their postseason run. They they did. Because Kenley Anson will just be not just another option, but he can easily either take the closing role or alternate the closing role with Will Smith, who's already a very good closing pitcher. He is. But I believe that this signing, Kenley Anson, one year, $16 million to the Atlanta Braves, is just a strong addition and a, adds good balance to 
The Braves bullpen. I think so. But, I, of course, I wish he would have went to the Red Sox. That would have been a great fit because you've, as he long as I've known him. you, you've always liked Jansen. I, I've always liked Jansen, man. Like, I don't understand why Dodgers give him shit. He's one, he was one of those players that, and uh, being Dodger fans or being certain fans of certain teams, you have that gripe where if a player has one bad game but ten good ones, you only remember the bad one. And that's how they treated Kenley Jansen, and I felt like that was not fair. He was a great pitcher. Like, like he had a like a like a low three ERA for his whole year last year, and really low for the past couple of years. So, I I, I liked him a lot. I agree with you. And I he agree. only got punished with the home run ball. That was the only thing that would hurt him was the home runs. That was it. I agree with you. I believe he's still a outstanding pitcher, but sometimes you're in that mark a certain market, and you have so many eyes on you. That when you don't come through in a, in a clutch situation, it tends to uh, be much more vivacious than it really is. Yeah. So, but... Uh, but it comes with playing, you know, with those certain teams. Yes, I can't wait to see more uh, now that he's in the NL East. Uh, Juan Soto versus Kenley Anson matchups because um, Dodgers usually bring in... Uh, was a lefty, a submarine pitcher to face Soto in those yeah. in those playoff All series? All the time. So now that he's with Atlanta, I like to see that matchup more often. Dude, look these stats, man. Like in his past, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven years, never had an ERA over four. That's and the highest one is a three point seven in twenty nineteen. Last year's. 69 games, nice. 69 innings with 38 saves, 2.22 ERA, dude. That's Don't way, tell me that's not a good closer. I agree with you. That's way better than my ERA. <laughs> Damn. But, um, and 11.2 case per nine. So he's striking guys out, man. It is just. The long ball is the only thing that kills him. Yeah, so I believe um, this is a great addition to the Atlanta Braves. So I'm excited to see him pitch. Yeah, Atlanta. we'll see. Atlanta, I think, is still a powerhouse without Freddie Freeman. I know a lot of people already counted him out. Oh, no. But just because one player is gone. Granted, it's a great player. Probably heart and soul of the clubhouse. But, I mean, just because one player is gone does not mean that a team cannot make another playoff run. Yeah, I know we've, we've talked about it before, but not a bad substitute at all in Matt Olson. No, not not very bad. I, I don't agree with a lot of uh, things that people are saying that the Braves got worse getting them. I don't think they necessarily got worse. I do think Freddie Freeman is a better first baseman offensively. But... To say that oh they got worse because they got Matt Olson and didn't keep Freddie Freeman, it's not it's not fair. Absolutely and it's not. only Braves fans that are saying that, so it's it's kind of not fair to say that. Absolutely not because Olson is solid all around. Because if 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 he has an, a season where he's cracking 30, 35 homers for that team and they go into a playoff run, then then those Braves fans that are saying that don't deserve Matt Olson. Then I agree. So. It's going to be an interesting uh, race in the National League this year. 
Wait. We forgot the main one. The one that everybody was hyped for. And not Freddie Freeman. Because we already talked about Freddie Freeman in the last episode. The one that everyone was hyped for. That I personally thought it was going to be, you know, $350 million plus for 50 years. (laughs) But... What do you think about Carlos Correa to the Minnesota Twins for three years at $105 million, but he has an opt-out for every single year? Yes. When this deal happens, at first glance, it was like what you said. WTF. What the fuck? <laughs> That's yeah. what I thought. I was like, why? Whatever. No, because it was a strange choice compared to where he was. And of all the available teams, uh, the Minnesota Twins is not on everyone's uh, top of everyone's list where Carlos Correa would have ended up. No, not even. he. That team was probably like bottom five, bottom ten teams. Quite possibly, but I think this happened for a very good reason, Chris. And what I want to discuss fuck? it with you. Okay. So as you said, he signed. You did tell me over the phone that you had a little theory. Or uh, yeah, an idea of what's going to happen? I, I think this is a tried and true. So, after trading Josh Donaldson to the Yankees, the Twins signed Carlos Correa on a three-year, $105.3 million deal. Yep. With opt-outs in the first two years, or every year. At least the first two years. And I believe this is a win-win situation for both Minnesota and Correa because... I believe Correa chose Minnesota for that much money because he's, in my opinion, doing what Marcus Semien did, where he was on a short-term deal with, what was it, Toronto? Yeah. And he balled out. Uh, he was on the All-Star team. and Like third in voting for MVP. MVP. And look what happened. He got his big money deal with the Texas Rangers. He did. I think... Correa is doing the same thing because he can have a a so-and-so year or just this first year being whether the Twins are able to compete or not. He still gets a humongous paycheck. And if he likes what he sees, he could stay for an additional year. Or if he doesn't like what he sees, he can leave. But it's a win for Minnesota because they still have Royce Lewis and Austin Martin in the pipeline that can take Correa's spot in the infield, whether um, most likely a short, I believe. That's uh, right. Austin Martin is no longer with the Blue Jays anymore. Yes, he's with the Twins organization. Holy shit, that's right. So you're saying WTF, but this is actually a really smart move on both Correa and Minnesota's part because I'm not saying Minnesota is going to make a run at the American League pennant, I don't think so. But in terms of the modern market and what Marcus Semyon did, Correa's basically doing his own version of that for how much? He has a higher AAV than Anthony Rendon, which is, I think, currently the highest AAV. I could be wrong on that, but... For infielders? I believe so. Because right now he's at $35.1 million a year. That is a lot for one I year. I think he has the most... Well, no, what's Lindor's? Oh, I have Lindor's written down. No, I don't. But I believe it's it's definitely up there in terms of AAV. Yeah. And $35 million for one year? How can you 
sniff at that. You could play for the Rockford Peaches for all my a League of Their Own fans. <laughs> See, the and thing is, have oh, a good go ahead, year. Go have a good, not only financial year, but Correa could make the all-star team. He could have a bad year, but he, he, he'll still get his money. True. And I think Correa will try to abstain himself from the whole controversy now that he's with Minnesota, but he's going to bring more field, uh, more fans to target field in Minnesota. Oh yeah. I mean, I see here, here's my thing. A lot of, no, a lot of the thing is going to be that twins trade them at the deadline to get prospects back. That could happen. And, and then let's say he goes to a team that maybe during that time needs another bat or a heavy hitter or even a shortstop, well, prob- most likely a shortstop. Mm-hmm. But here's my thing. If, if he goes to another team or gets dealt with a trade, again, I don't think he stays with that team. But waiting as long as he did and doing that three-year deal I think hurt his market a lot. You think because so? I think so. I don't think he gets the 300 plus deal for nine for 10 years or even nine years. The dude is he's 27. You really want to pay a player until they're 37 year age expecting that he's still going to produce when in we know for the past couple of years he's only had I think one or maybe one two full seasons with Houston. Yes, he's been having he's back issues. Hurt. Back issues. Mm-hmm. And I know that was an issue with what the Yankees had brought up when they first approached him about it. That they mm-hmm. wanted those uh medical records for his back first. Interesting. And you know that tells you a lot about what teams are really looking after for a player like I don't because that's the way I would see it I I'm not gonna pay this guy 10 years till his age 37 year and hopefully that well the team that I'm doing that for hopefully can go to a postseason run because this isn't like a Chris Bryant thing it's like no you're paying for Correa to get that production to get your team to the World Series and to win the World Series and if he knows that he has medical or if I know that he has medical issues with back, I'm of course going to take that to account because paying 10 years plus for a guy who's had medical issues and for a back like back is no joke. Oh, no. It's I mean, like legs and back. That's no joke. Like arms rarely happen for for baseball. That's more of a basketball thing. Yeah. And infielders don't really get arm injuries. I don't yeah. Think. Like, no. Uh uh-uh. Um. But like the back and even legs is no joke, especially your back. Like I'm, I'm of course going to take that into account because paying 10 years plus for that guy for 10 years, I, I don't think would be very wise, but that's just being that he's 27, but that's just my thing. I think it would be an ill-advised move on the team's part that if it does end up happening, because if he plays his three years in Minnesota, I don't think he sees the DS, dude. I honestly don't. If he sees yeah. it once, maybe. But I don't think he sees 
the DS. Or if he does see, I don't. He maybe he'll see the DS. I don't see him seeing the championship series. I see. I don't. I, I'm sorry, but I don't. But I, I don't. You. Like you said, maybe he doesn't stay there three years. I don't. Maybe he. I don't think he wants to stay there three years. No, but I believe that. I I, I agree with what you're saying. But I think that's even more incentive of why he did this deal in the first place because he's getting his money. He's betting on himself, is what you're saying. Yes, and he, um, as I said earlier, whether he stays or goes, Minnesota's going to be just fine because they have good prospects to replace him. But Correa himself, that will be uh, up in the air whether he goes to a contender and gets a, a large money deal mm-hmm. in the future. But this deal right now, I think, is probably one of the better short-term deals he could have gotten because this That's is fair. this is a i would say minnesota is a, a middle of the road market they have a, a really good fan base but in terms of media and other um incentives in terms of uh what minnesota offers in major league baseball i think uh he got a really good deal because thirty-five million, on average, or thirty-five, yeah, thirty-five point one. That is nothing to sneeze at at all. So I agree with what you're saying, but it's going to depend on a lot what happens in the, obviously this first deal, whether he's traded at the deadline or he stays for the first year or two. But see, here, here's here's the thing about the whole trading him at the deadline. Of course, it's Carlos Correa. And if he's balling out that first half, you expect to get like an entire team's top 10 prospects. Of course, yeah. it's not going to happen, but you expect that. And that, that would what, help the Twins a lot if they yeah, were to get that yeah, return. Yeah, it, it would. But at what? But like, what's the point, though? But because do you think the Twins will be? Will be able to be competitive though. Are they expecting to be competitive in the next three, four years when uh, uh, Austin Martin comes up, when he's their shortstop, and now he's got guys around him and built a team from just this single Correa deal? They're the ones that are playing chess in this whole thing. Hmm. That's a good question, but no one was expecting the Twins to hit all them home runs in 2019, was it? When they won, is that when they won a hundred games? I believe so. Um, yeah, I, don't, I, I don't, think it was. I don't remember them in the preseason rankings list that year, uh-huh. but um, they did get knocked out by the Yankees that year. But um, in terms of the regular season, they performed really well. So obviously, you never know. But um, so it, he has. One million dollar more than Francisco Lindor for AAV right now. He's at thirty five point one. Francisco Lindor is at thirty four point one. Is uh, Anthony Rendon on that list by any chance? I don't think so. Because in terms of my references, uh, he was mentioned, but that's still a lot. Let me see. And I know Lindor only added. Uh, he's at three forty one. He only added one million more for the total because he wanted to be higher or a higher uh, paid than Fernando Tatis which I thought was just the pettiest and coolest thing ever. <laughs> so he does have, in terms of annual or average annual value, 
one million dollar more than Francisco Lindor. Oh, and nice. as of right now, I don't Boston won. Um I don't know if I don't know, are they equal? I'm not entirely sure. One of them has a ring. Questionable one at that, but I mean but other than that, does does Correa have a rookie of the year? Um what was it 2000, his, 2015 2016? I think it was 16. I, I know Corey Seager won the National League Rookie of the Year that year, right? That was 17. Oh, 17. No, no, no. No, it was 16 because Bellinger won it in, in seven, 17. 17, yes. Yeah. But I don't, it's, I don't know. By the way, you just said that Correa is making $1 million more than Lindor? Yes, at 35. Correa is making a hundred thousand more than Anthony Rendon. Rendon is at thirty-five. Even. Wow. But you know what? That's not bad for being a third baseman, to be honest. Not at all. For being a third baseman, that's pretty damn high. I agree. Uh, yes, uh, Carlos Correa won the American League Rookie of the Year in two thousand fifteen. All oh, fifteen. Okay. What about Lindor? Lindor was 16 because I remember his... Uh, he won Rookie of the Year? Let's see. I just remember his rookie card with the whole sparkle on it or the member on his... He couldn't have won in 16 because Corey Seager won in 16. But that was nationally Corey Seager. Oh, that's right. Who won Rookie of the Year in 16? Uh, let's see here... Um, I'm not saying that he won the rookie of the year, Lindor. Well, I mean, I don't, I, well, you can't really maybe count on how good they are just on on the awards. No, but uh, but I mean, I, as of money right now, they're pretty damn equal. Only a million dollars separates them. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but uh, this, this is a inter- very interesting situation because I believe it's just. As you said, uh, Correa betting on himself, but it's also just in lieu of what Marcus Semyon did. Yeah. So next off season or two off seasons from now, if Correa gets a big money deal like Semyon did, then we can obviously come back to this and reference this point because it may just work out. Because twenty nine year old super superstars will get paid. That's how old. Correa will be in, in two years, more or less. So, But now, you want to talk about guys who are 29. I'm going to bring up a guy who's almost 30, believe it or not. All right. Aaron Judge. All rise. He is almost 30. Now, here's my thing. I am... Red Sox fan through and through. Okay. But also do like seeing guys get paid. Mm-hmm. Yankees need to pay Aaron Judge. If they don't, riots <laughs> will happen in New York, dude. Because New York, New York. You already the Yankees already pissed off the fans. For not getting Freeman, for not getting Correa, for not getting everybody on the free agent market. And Anthony Rizzo. And yeah. 
I guess. <laughs> He's like their third option, I guess. But, of course, fans are already pissed off that, well, we're the Yankees. We got money. We can't spend. First off, uh, Hal Stein, uh, Steinbrenner is not going to spend money. Really? No. He's not George Steinbrenner. Okay? He would have spent money. I, I agree about that, but uh, he but, still has a blank check, though. Yeah, I, I know, but he... Now, supposedly, the thing is that they're going to offer him a deal before spring training or ends or before the season starts. Hmm. Now, my thing is, is I don't think he... What do I have on here? I Honestly, I don't think he gets more than six years. I don't. I don't think he gets more than six. I agree with you on that. I, I don't think he is a 10-year guy. If you're paying him for 10 years, then you're expecting that... Well, first, he's your, then he's your franchise player. He's your face of the Yankees, which at this point, I do think he's the face of the Yankees. There's no doubt. There's no one else. I agree at this moment, yes. No one else. And then you want to keep him in the pinstripes. He, don't get me wrong, great player. You have to keep him on the Yankees. You have to. But if you're going to pay him for 10 years... Plus, to do that, then for the last, let's say, four or five, you're not going to get 2019 judge out of it or 2018 judge out of it or 2017 judge out of it. You're not going to get that out of them anymore. I hear you on that. And then for like, because I wrote down a couple of things here. He wants, I know for a fact he wants more than Lindor. He wants more than 300 and he wants, he wants like 342, $342 million. And I don't, for me personally, I don't think he gets that. So in order for him to get $342 million, it would be a 10 year, $342 million for $34.2 million a year. He's not past Correa. You think he's going to be happy with that? He's past Lindor by... A hundred thousand or two hundred thousand, but is he going to be happy not past Correa? No, because no. it's him. Yeah. And if he wants more, well, actually, no. Even if he were to get a little bit more, he still wouldn't be past Correa. Ten years, three hundred forty-five. That's thirty-four point five million dollars a year. You're still not past Correa by five hundred thousand or six hundred thousand, but you're still not past Correa. You think he's going to be happy with that? I don't think so because no. annual is pretty important to these players. Now, it, here here are the deals that I wrote that he would be past not only Lindor, but he'd be past Mookie and he'd be close to Trout. Mm-hmm. Look, if you can look up Trout's annual, average annual value right now, I think, what is it, $42 million a year? Let's 41? See. I think it's 42. One moment. Mike Trout sits at $36 million. He's at 36 That is what I'm getting here. No way. What's what's his deal? What is it? 400 what? I forget off the top of my head. Just, uh, let's go to four thirty. reference. Oh, 430 for how many years? 12. 12? Oh, yeah, it's 35.8, so about $36 million a year. 
Wow, I honestly thought it was higher. Bro, that's, that's still really high. <laughs> okay, what was it? Thirty six. Yes. Okay. So this. this is the the deal that I came up with that pays them six years. That gets um of an uh, uh an AAV higher than Mike Trout at thirty eight point five million dollars a year, and that's six years, two hundred thirty two million dollars. That I think is a little bit more reasonable. Now it's whether or not the Yankees want to pay thirty eight million dollars a year for this guy. Yes. And then I've shortened it to where it gives them a freaking high ass AAV. I have five years, two hundred million for forty million dollars a year. Or four years for $180 million for $45 million a year. That's a but lot. With those, but with those shorter deals, if you're the Yankees, you don't give him opt-out options. Because you're already paying him $40, $40 million for five or $45 million for four. You can't give him opt-out. Because if he balls out or gives you 2017 or 2018 judge numbers, he's going to want $50 million a year. You can't do that. But I wouldn't do I disagree think, with that. Huh? I would not disagree with that. But do you think he would be a, a, uh, 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 okay with not having opt-out options? No, because it's him. He's the face of your team. He's one of the faces of baseball. He's not going to accept no opt-outs. He's going to, he, he's not going to want that. Because if he does get high numbers or, you know, produces when he's supposed to, he's going to want to opt out so he can get paid more, whether it's by the Yankees or by another team. I agree because it's not just money he would want. He would want options. He would want options. And he's the type of player who I think deserves those options. But if he does get a deal, my prediction is six years, $232 million for $38.5 million a year. He's higher than Lindor. He's $2 million higher. $2.5 $2.5 million higher than Mike Trout, which I don't think he should be higher than Mike Trout. I don't think anybody should be higher, but not yet at this point, he, he would be higher by two, two and a half million dollars, which you know what? It's not a lot. Oh, he to can, be honest, you know, he, he can make up that difference. No problem. Of course, if it's like 5 million or higher then yeah, you're thinking about, okay, that's quite a big difference, but 2.5 not so much. And it's not the four hundred plus million dollar deal that Mike Trout got. So but that that's my prediction. I think he gets if they do offer him a deal, which we'll see in the coming days if he does. Because if he doesn't, dude, if he does not get a deal, he's gonna ball the fuck out. He's gonna play hard. He's gonna play so damn good. And let's say during this time that if we're not knowing that if he gets offered deals or not, of course because they're not gonna say, Oh, we offered him X amount of dollars for X amount of years and he didn't accept it, they're never going to say that mm-hmm. until a deal actually gets done. Because if a deal doesn't get done in the trade deadline or at the end of the year, if he stays, I I think he walks. I do believe he walks. Or he the, the Yankees are going to do something so stupid that I think we've talked about for like the past two years where I think he does not stay a Yankee. He's the same thing that I have with Bellinger. But Bellinger's a little different because he's kind of have some slump years. Yeah. But I don't think Bellinger stays a Dodger, and I don't think Aaron Judge stays a Yankee. Well, And that's the reason why. But, I, I, I'll, I'll, but that's my prediction. Six years, $232 million for $38.5 million is what I think they're going to offer him. If he says no to that, 
then pray to God that he better have a badass year. Because if he doesn't, 38 million, 38.5 is going to turn into $32 million or 30. And then there goes your high AAV. So it's all riding on what he's going to be smart doing and what the Yankees are going to give him. But that's my prediction. I think this is a very interesting situation that will play out in New York. But I honestly would like to see Judge stay a Yankee because I can't really picture him in another uniform. He's he's he has that same feeling. Of course, it's the Yankees. You know they're hated, but it's the same feeling like Freddie Freeman. You kind of yeah. don't see him in another jersey. No, he's it's really big weird. Dude, face of baseball. They had the whole uh, the Judge. Thing at Yankee Stadium, the all rise, the little corner that they had there. Like you have to, otherwise you're you don't have a face of the Yankees for the next couple of years until Dominguez is the face, or if maybe it could be or Volpe. Yeah. yeah, like you don't know that because they're young dudes. Like they didn't have that. You don't know if they're gonna have that early impact like Judge did. I agree. Um, it is really weird to see Freddie Freeman in Dodger blue still. Fucking fucking weird, dude. So I definitely hear you on that. But just for fun, Chris, as our residential. No, he's not going to go to Boston. No. Okay. As our residential Red Sox, um, you know, champion, just someone who loves the Red Sox. I want to hear from you. What? Name one team just for fun that Aaron Judge would go to if he were to leave the Yankees. Just for fun. Just for fun? Yeah, it doesn't need to be analytical or money or Aaron Judge playing right field? Well, yeah. For whom? Right field. He's not He's not quick for center. No way. And the left field, maybe you could stick him at left. Maybe. Possibly, but. But who, right, he's a right fielder. I for, mean, for fun, where would you want to see Aaron Judge play right field? And obviously bat. I'd have to keep him out of the AL. Yeah? Yeah. I'd have to keep him out of the AO. Did you say Colorado? <laughs> it, dude, I... Oh, oh, no, 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 not Colorado. He'd hit a shitload of homers in Coors Field, though. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, for fun, if I had to pick a team, send him to the Giants, dude. The Oh, my goodness. Send him to the San Francisco Giants. That would be pretty put interesting. Put him up against the Dodgers, dude. Oh. Put him up against the Dodgers. That's Imagine a, that, man. That's a good pick. They've got a, a a young core on the rise right now, and you put him all rise. Put put Aaron Judge on the San Francisco Giants. Wow, I like they got that. money. I don't know if it's still called AT and T Park, but that would be really interesting, dude. The amount of baseballs he, well, he had to go opposite field, but in McCovey Cove. Can launch a few in there, dude. I can see Send that. Send Aaron Judge to the San Francisco Giants. So just for fun, our our Red He's a Sox. Giant. He's a freaking giant. He's the tallest player in MLB. Yeah, um, our uh, Red Sox host here. Sending Aaron Judge to the San Francisco Giants. I like it. Just for fun, Yankee fans. Just for fun. So, you know how much of a bad taste in Yankees mouth, Yankees fans' mouth that would leave, dude. And you know how upset. Dodger fans would be that they gotta face <laughs> that guy all, like 19 times a I year. I like that, dude. I like come that. Come on, you want to talk about put the NL West on the map? You've got 
Freddie Freeman over there. You got Aaron Judge over there. Damn, that sucks. <laughs> you have Aaron Judge over there going at it for 19 times a season. I like that. I would oh, love to see it. Oh, man, dude. And then if you really want to piss off the teams that they play, don't even play in my right field. Just put them in the DH spot. There you go. Oh, man. It's available now, nationally. The Giants, dude. Cool, cool. But that's for fun. I like it, but that's going to be really interesting to see, especially not just Judge, but as you said, Bellinger in the next. Uh, yeah, he, he's got the two. same thing, but Bellinger is a little different. He's been on a little bit of a slump. Everyone's bringing up that he struck out 14 times in 19 at-bats. You know, of course, spring training doesn't matter, but I, he's not 17 Bellinger anymore. Hmm. Or, you know, MVP Bellinger anymore, you know? Yeah, he's still recovering I, from that broken leg and... His arm. His from shoulder. The series, right? dude. Yes. From celebrating. Like, but I... I don't think he stays a Dodger, to be honest. I mean, if you're to maybe trade for him, or I don't know if his contract is up. Is he a free agent after this year? I, I can, I, well, I can check on Fangraphs here. Give me a minute. But, um, dude, like, I don't, I don't think he stays a uh, a Dodger, dude. I think he can still get dealt for some good players, though. If his contract is up, let me, let me have to, I'm have to see what his uh contract looks like let's continue on with some other deals that took place not um anything to sneeze at some of these deal but uh i would like to bring up that uh someone who uh i have a personalized albuquerque ice tilts jersey of ryan mcmahon of the colorado rockies he signed a six-year, $70 million extension. I like that for the Rockies. Yeah, which is a, a, a very good deal for him. And uh, McMahon is coming off his most productive year in 2021. Really? Yes. And oh, okay. he had a nice, uh, interesting stat because he played different positions for the Rockies. They moved him around Yeah, a lot. Um, he had the most uh, defensive run saved last year with 22. Sweet. He had 13. At, you want to go glove? I don't think so. Maybe not. He had 13 defenses run saved at third base and nine at second base. So a good money deal for Ryan McMahon. I, I like that. I, I think he's good. I like him. Okay, now I pulled up Cody Bellinger's contract right now with the Dodgers. And... In 2022, he's expected to make 17 million, and in 2023, he's up for arbitration, and in 2024, he's a free agent. So they haven't offered him a deal. I think he gets dealt. I I I think Cody Bellinger gets dealt, either in the off season, or at the trade deadline. I th- I think he gets dealt. Like he does. I I don't think he stays a Dodger. At the end of 2022, I think he's going to another. Th- he will be on another team. So you believe uh, Cody Ballinger will be the first star to leave the ultra team? Yes. The, the mega team. Yes. Okay. Because it, it goes either it goes one of two ways. Either 
he gets paid this much and he has an incredible season again and they offer him a little bit of a long-term deal and he stays a Dodger, sweet. Or he is, or actually one of three ways, he has an incredible season, his value goes up, you trade him to a team, get prospects or get key players that you might need that maybe the Dodgers can get the final second half of the season going to make that playoff run push. Or the one, the three is you, he doesn't do all that well and you trade him at his best and still get a return. Okay. Either way, I think it, whether you want to keep him or not and add another huge payroll to the Dodgers, which <laughs> I don't, I mean, of course they got money, they can do it, but then you're looking at next season being $300 million over the payroll. But I, I'm just thinking if I was an owner or the GM money wise, what's a smart option and what can be my best return? And that's what I think it is. I hope that he has a great season. I deal him in the middle at the trade deadline, get some prospects and maybe one or two key players that I need to make that playoff run push and to, you know, secure a little bit of like sigh of relief as to future of the prospects for the Dodger fans and the team. I respect that. That is my thinking. If I was the GM and I guess the owner, if they have any say so, but as the GM, that's just my thinking on it right now. I hear you. And uh, which fan base do you think would be more upset? Bellinger leaving the Dodgers or Judge leaving the Yankees? Judge leaving the Yankees. Yeah. Fans are, Dodger fans are happy. They have Betts. They have Freddie Freeman. Will Smith. They, yeah, like (laughs) they're, they're, they're happy, dude. Like, Bellinger, they'll miss him, but are they gonna be? They're not gonna be hurt or pissed off like Yankee fans would if Judge leaves. Yankees don't have anybody. They have Judge. They barely like Stanton. They let two <laughs> of their guys go that fans were split on with Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela. Well, everyone loved Gio Urshela, so I know fans were upset with that one. But fans were so split down the middle with Gary Sanchez. Also, even though. Uh we still got some time. They haven't re-signed Brett Gardner either. He ain't. Oh, fuck that dude. <laughs> but Yankees have nobody. They only have Judge, dude. Who else? Cole? Uh, no. Give me a break. <laughs> like, it's very rarely that a pitcher can be the face of the franchise. Very rarely. And he's not even, he wasn't even homegrown there. He was brought from two different teams and then ended up a Yankee. So, I'm no. Nah, it would be Judge and the Yankee fan base. I hear you, and, I, and I'm not saying this will happen, even though you are bringing up good points. But the prospects of them leaving their teams is pretty interesting. So, but that's again, that's just my prediction, and but I could be completely wrong. By tomorrow, we Judge can have a deal. So, but supposedly wants to get a deal done before the start of the season. But we'll see if that happens. We shall see. And then uh, you mentioned you're going to bring up a particular trade. Yeah, just... Uh, a one-for-one, one, which was weird. It was a one-for-one for, one for both positions, which was also weird. Uh, I think uh, they also got a prospect thrown in there. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. I thought it was a one-for-one, one, but go ahead. But since uh, 
we mentioned the Rockies earlier. Just bring up the fact that uh, they made a trade a few days ago with the Toronto Blue Jays, trading Raimel Tapia, who we have seen play for the Albuquerque Isotopes a number of times. We have seen him play. Going to Toronto in exchange for Randall Grichuk and Cash. And apparently uh, Raimel Tapia is being traded along with the infield prospect uh, Adrian Pinto, who I have not heard of, but... Hmm. Pretty much a one for one, more or less. Yeah, Tapia for Grichuk, but uh, Speedy Rymel Tapia is he'll probably play center. Yeah, he he'll be uh with George Springer. No, Tia- he'll be at left. George Springer will play center. I think you're right. Yeah, that, but, that's what I would do. But still, in general, joining George Springer, Teoscar Hernandez, and Lords Guriel Jr. Mm-hmm. So um, a Speedy outfield in Toronto. You think they're going for? Stolen bases in Toronto, because you know, being in the AL East, there's not many pitchers that can hold a runner all that well. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yankees are not known for it. Red Sox are not known for it. Damn sure, Rays are not known for it. <laughs> so, it could be a good move. They can be stealing left to right all over the AL East, and our pitchers wouldn't do anything about it. Right, you are. But just an interesting trade because, as I said, we've seen him play in. Uh, a fan favorite in Colorado. Yeah, he was. Rymel Tapia. Yep. He had the coolest dreads, man. <laughs> or braids or colored. They're badass. He still has them, so. Yeah, he does. Uh, but let me see. As of more... Si- oh! Can I get it? Can I get into my story? Let's hear it. I, I got a good story, man. Um, I'm all ears. It is about a guy named uh, Trevor, not Bauer. Not Trevor, but Bauer. Trevor. Uh, the story goes that he 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 wants to be on a winning team. Yeah, which is why he he's not a Yankee. Uh, or Rocky? No. Uh, <laughs> but he uh, he wants to be on a winning team, and he, he even said he's like, you know what? I will make that sacrifice. To win, and I will switch positions. Oh my, that's not easy to do. No, it, it's not. And you know, we we can we like him for that, you know, because we thought, damn, he's he's gonna take our captain's position. You know, he's not really like the captain; he doesn't have a C, but he is the captain. Yeah, on the Red Sox, talking about Xander Bogarts, he's the captain. Xander Zone. He is the captain. He's been there longest. Yeah, he's been there the longest. 2013, right? Yeah. So uh, this guy Trevor, he made the leap. Uh, he got uh, a lot of money. Six years, uh, I think 140 million dollars. It's a lot of money. That's good. Do money. a lot. What would you do with 140 million dollars? Oh, I'd buy a lot of lime salt. Damn. And a well, you know lot what? He, he can probably do that. A lot of Topps Chrome hobby boxes as well. I would probably do the same. You know, $140 million is quite a lot of money. Which, it, it did surprise me because our our GM right now, Hein Bloom, is not known to throw some money. But, you know, we needed a second baseman. Mm-hmm. And the Boston Red Sox got Trevor Story. Oh, my goodness. Snatched him from, I think, a couple of teams. I am completely happy about it. He will be playing second base, but I will not be surprised if Alex Cora switches him and Xander. 
back and forth. Me neither. Especially, especially for left-handed batters. Switch them. That'd be so badass. I can see that. I can't wait to see the first clean double play from those two in the regular season. Oh, my goodness. That should be pretty cool to see. Number 10, tossing it to number two. Those are such good numbers, dude. Number 10 and number two. But I'm happy about that. I'm happy with Trevor's story. I don't know what that does for the future of Xander, to be quite honest. I remember you saying about two years ago you thought Xander would stay about three more years. I did. But things have changed in these two years. So this will add another wrinkle to that idea. But um, Trevor's story to the Red Sox is a very good addition to your team. I love it. We needed a second baseman. I loved Christian Arroyo. He was good. And I loved the idea of Kike from center and second, center and second. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel so good to say that we have a second baseman for the next six years. I like it. Yes, and I, I love our infield. I, I agree. Love our infield. It's a potent infield. So with what you guys accomplished last year, I think Trevor's story will just add another uh, wrinkle to it and just make you guys a dangerous lineup, which you already were. So what a story to be told in Boston for the next six I'm gonna, years. I'm going to tell that story of story to my future kids. Like, let me tell you a story about Trevor's story. <laughs> and it's, it's going to be a great story about story. And, you know, when it comes to certain things, I love story time. I love story time. I love story time in movies. I love story time too, but story time with Chris Castagnon? Story time, yes. It's, it'll be a hell of a story. And hopefully, by the grace of the baseball gods, that I can, I, I can tell the story of story to my future kids, how he won rings. Yeah, and you'll, see him, you'll see him play in Fenway. I hope, yes. You'll I be going. So. But with that, that is pretty much confirms you got two of the three guys you wanted or one of the three guys one of the three guys i i from the very beginning i made a post on instagram i wanted trevor story but i said move xander to second and trevor to short but that's neither here nor there doesn't matter but i wanted trevor story say suzuki and carlos Rodon. okay got one of the three i'm one for three it's not a bad not a bad day in a game, but not terrible. Not bad at all. But one for three. And as you said, it comes with a story to tell. So It does come with a story to tell. Very good story. Trevor story to the Boston Red Sox. I love it. Uh, he's already a fan favorite. Number 10. It's a good number. Love that number. Hunter Renfro wore number 10, which was <laughs> funny. But now it belongs to Trevor's story. And he looks good. I can't wait to see him in the red alternates. Yeah, so as this recording, uh, it is Wednesday, March 30th. He got his first RBI in spring training. He did. In today's game. But I cannot wait to see him in the red alternates to actually see the name Story on the back. Oh, I might have to actually get me a jersey of his. 
You will. I might. I can see so, it. You know what? Since it will be good because I know that he will be here for six years, hopefully for all six years. I don't have any fear of him being traded like another player that I do have their jersey of. And he got <laughs> traded a couple of months after I got that jersey. I'm talking about Michael Chavis. I hear you. But I, hear you. I feel good about getting a Trevor Story jersey. I do. Should be good. Anything else we can talk about? I I think I went through everything. Pretty much. I ain't got nothing else. So, yeah, this episode was just all about just getting the last few signings out of the way, giving our opinion. Uh, we do have one signing to go over for one particular player, but that'll be in the next episode. Yes, so that will have... Because it has its own... Has its own story. Has its own story to it. <laughs> I'm gonna love saying that word from now on. Well, I don't mind it. So, another good episode, Mr. Castagnon. Another good episode. Last of the signing is done. At least the ones that we want to talk about. Uh, next episode, we'll get into a little bit more of the hobby. I have a rant for the next episode, so be on the lookout for that one. And I'm not gonna hold back on this rant. Because it is something that I know that you and I have talked about. And it's something that I'm very opinionated on. And I'm very firm against it. But I don't I don't know if you know what it is. We're going to find out. But hey, what's better than story time with Castagnon? Nothing. Rant time with Cance- rant Castagnon. Rant time. Oh, man. And I when I get into a rant, it, it can get pretty heated. But this one, you know what, for this rant, I think you'll agree with me on this one, though. But we'll see. We shall. But it is something that I want to rant about and has to do with the hobby. Uh, but we'll get into that in the next episode. This episode was just all about getting to the last signings out of the way and give our opinions on them. We're on the road to opening day. Eight more days. Right? From this recording, eight more days. I believe so. But, uh, yeah, thank you for listening to episode number five. And we'll see you in the next one. Adios.